Welcome to my shitty podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I am your host, Adam Copeland. I want to thank my guest, uh, Tracy, for telling us a little bit about um, what her job is like being a medium. I also want to thank you personally for subscribing, for going on iTunes, for writing a review, um, and most importantly, for telling a friend. That's really how I get uh, a lot of traction is just word of mouth. Um, it really means a lot to me when somebody does that or says like, hey, I told my friend or my brother or uh, my mechanic uh, who was always listening to a podcast whenever I, I come in and talk to him. Anyways, um, a lot of uh, mediums get a bad rap. Uh, Tracy actually knows her stuff pretty well. She went to school for it. We go over that uh, in the podcast. Uh, so I'll shut up and we'll get right into it. Um, so without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Get started. Excellent. Okay. Do you want to do a breathing exercise or anything? A red red leather. What we can do, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what we can do is is just to relax yourself. Just um, you know, sit back into your chair and get real comfortable with your bum on your seat, and uh, take a nice inhale through the nose and feel that going down into your throat. Increasing into your lungs and in your belly. And oh, I've already exhaled. Sorry. Take your time. Go into the nose. Feel that going down into your throat and your lungs and expanding your belly. Not so uptight like you are, like WWE <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> You've outed me so quick. <laughs> and just... Yes. Almost oming. Yeah, Follow that breath in through your nose and follow it down through your throat and into your lungs. Raising up that belly and breathing it back out. And just letting the rest of the day go and everything we had to do to get to this point. Yeah. I like how you're relaxing me on my podcast. That's great. Yeah, because now <laughs> we're here and we're going to have a joyous, fun, harmonious communication where we just kind of co-create something together we're not quite sure what we're going to create but it's going to be a gem that's right that's ex absolutely right yes oh <laughs> uh, well let's delve right into it all right um let's talk about well let's first start by do you want to introduce yourself and say what you do for a living yes i am tracy st croix i am an evidential medium based here in austin texas and for those who aren't familiar what an evidential medium is, I am an afterlife communication specialist. Excellent. So what I do is I provide experiences for those who wish to connect with a loved one who has crossed over to maybe help that person find peace or closure or just to give them reassurance that they're still in your life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's the difference in like an evidential medium as opposed to another style medium? Are there other styles or is it just? There are, are other styles of mediumship. I study the evidential mediumship structures through the SNU, which is the Spiritualist National yeah. Union. Yeah. You were telling me a little bit about this. Like, I can't which, wait to which their structure is based upon bringing through evidence 
for of the loved one, bringing through, um, you know, names, uh, personality traits, what they would have been like, evidence that proves that I am speaking to whom you know. Yeah. And there are three basic types of mediumship. There's a mental mediumship, which is what I do. There's a trance mediumship. And then there's some physical mediumship, and I'm not fully convinced about the physical mediumship. <laughs> What's a physical mediumship? Physical mediumship is uh, if you've ever read about people who produce ectoplasm and things of that such from the spirit world. Oh, um, yeah? It's very Victorian age style mediumship. Okay, And yeah. we're not quite fully convinced on that. Okay, yeah. You think they kind of just like fudged a little, a little more I, than... I do, and I mean, you have to think back then people didn't have technology people weren't highly educated so they were fooled very easily yeah that's true yeah i, I forget about that yeah <laughs> way back whenever this first started which is geez it's gotta you probably know better than i do i well the spiritualist movement started back in the 1850s okay yeah i would even, i was even guessing like 1600s shoot i don't know <laughs> there was a, i mean we we've been around since been around i mean right you know we we are one of the oldest professions. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it probably got some like traction or like some real notoriety. Real, yes. I don't deserve a podcast. Yes, even... you do. You deserve everything the universe has to offer and then some. Thank you. Thank you. When it first got some like notoriety or like uh, some actual, um, I don't know, traction. Correct. It got a structure behind it. Structure. That's the word I was searching for. And yeah. where people could understand it and people could develop their own abilities with it. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your, like, whenever you, have you always been able to kind of communicate with the other side? Uh, or, like, what age did you realize, I, I, think, I've, I think I've got something here uh, that's special? Or... Um, I'm, I'm seeing things that I don't think other people are seeing right now. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, ever since I was, I was a child, I knew, um, I knew I could sense things. I felt things. I knew things. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't grow up in an environment that was nurturing or that would cultivate those okay. abilities. Yeah. So I knew there was something different about me. But I couldn't quite put my finger on exactly what. Um, now I realize I, I was tapping into a lot of different abilities. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know what that's what I was doing. But one of the ironic parts about uh, my story is the first house that I lived in, uh, the backyard, we had a small backyard and bordering the backyard was a cemetery. And then two houses down... You crossed over a main road, and then there was one of the largest cemeteries in St. Louis as well. Oh, wow. So I was literally, you know, surrounded by um, some sort of of grief or or death or, or dead people since day one. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you've been engulfed in it for, for the most I part. I do. I joke <laughs> with my father a lot. He <laughs> is a, uh, he's a retired sergeant out of the St. Louis City Police Department. And he used to tell us as children, you know, Tracy, it's not the dead you have to worry about in this life. And I joke with him now and I'm like, Dad, you know what? You are so 
Right. It is not the dead we got to worry about. <laughs> and he just doesn't quite know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that you guys have that kind of relationship. Yes. It's amazing. Um, did you, okay, so you actually went to a school um, to help, I guess, uh, not massage, but um, sort of support and strengthen um, what maybe had already exists within you. Correct. Um, can you tell me about the school a little bit? Yes. And when you, when you actually first went. So I was always attracted to the mystical side of life, um, but I never really fully uh, investigated it. Okay. And then in my early 30s, it became very, very, very clear that um, uh, I had to do everything different in my life. I had to completely change my life around. Nothing was working. And when I started to do that, my abilities just, uh, just came out. It yeah. was just... They were very evident. And at that point, I, you know, sought out a very well-known uh, mentor here in town. And through working with her on my abilities, um, the mediumship came came uh, shining through. And through that, I believe that, you know, spirit is going to give you all the resources that you need when you need them. And at that point, I learned about... Um, the Arthur Finley College of Psychic Sciences in Stansted, um, which is a village just north of London. Mm -hmm. And I was, from moment one that I heard about that, I was like, I am going to go there. I don't know when, I don't know how, yeah. but I'm going. Yeah. And I started to see some of the more well-known mediums and psychics who had had their training through there. So I started to read their books. I started to listen to their radio shows and um, see how they got to where they were mm -hmm. with their abilities. And then eventually, in 2015, I was able to go over to Arthur Finley for the first time, which was just absolutely amazing. It's a very large... Um, estate that was built in the back in the 1850s by a man named obviously Arthur Finley. Yeah. And when he passed on, he passed it to the on to the spiritualist church and they took it over and it was many things throughout history including war hospitals during World War 1 and World War 2. Wow. And in the early 60s they transformed it into a college to um, help developing mediums. Wow, that's so cool. I you showed me some pictures on your phone uh -huh. um, right before we got started, yes. and it looks very. Uh, I joked about using the term enchanting, like, <laughs> but it really does. Like, looks very enchanting. Um, it almost looks a little bit like the hotel from The Shining or a castle from um, Harry Potter or something. Like, it's very. That is what I. <laughs> that is what looking. I tell people. <laughs> there is a Hogwarts, uh -huh. and it's for real. Yeah. And it is just north of London. <laughs> Do you think the author of Harry Potter had like this church in mind when she started writing? You know, I had I heard a rumor that J.K. Rollins um, had done some of her writing about that estate, but it's just a rumor. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not quite sure. Really yeah, it's that. all third party information. Who exactly. Knows? Yeah, we're we're in love with the idea of it though. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would like to think that, but I don't. I don't know that. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Just like a lot of things in life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, what gets you excited about this? Like, uh, like this specific profession? Like, was there, what was your breakthrough moment when you were like, this is it? Like, that's, 
screw it, no more nine to five? Or have you ever had a nine to five? Yes, I did have lots of of nine to five, or as I like to refer to as soul sucking jobs. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. And after after I started to work and develop with my abilities, Mm -hmm. um, it became more evident that where I really belonged at was in this field. This was what my purpose was. This is where I find my joy, my bliss. This is where um, I feel I can be of service the most. And um, I would I would get, you know, jobs that would help me kind of be able to still do events on weekends and see other people. And they would go away for one reason or another. I mean, right. owners would retire the businesses. I would have nightmare bosses. <laughs> it was just, you know, God's way of saying like, hi, I don't need you here anymore. Yeah. And if you choose to go here, it's probably not going to be a good experience. Right, right. And so eventually I just said, all right, what do I do, God? Mm-hmm. And it was just like doors just open. It was like, do do this. Go here. You're supported. And I've always been supported and protected and connected. Yeah. Do you pray to, you, know, you mentioned uh, like kind of speaking to a God. Do you pray to a God? Or me personally, I, I like the idea of like a God. Um, I think I don't have enough proof to say like, oh, this is definitely... There is or isn't, or there. This one religion is definitely it. Um, I think that the idea of a god is kind of like a. It would be silly it's just because the universe is so vast mm-hmm. to not believe in a higher power. Um, but I also can support like the scientific things behind, like, well, this is how the universe uh, evolved, but we don't know how the Big Bang started either. Um, and I've done tons of like psychedelics to try and figure yeah. that out or tap into that. Yeah. What um what does your personal God look like? Not to make it weird or anything, but or do you mind talking about that? No, I, I love talking about my my spirituality, my connection with the universe. I mean, some people say God, some people say spirit, some people say divine source. Okay. I have a a God that um is ever expanding and ever growing as I am. So I don't put my God into a box because he doesn't put me into a box. I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. And I have a God that is truly unconditionally loving of me, very patient, very kind, and shows me the right way all the time. And I believe that as as I grow psychologically, emotionally, spiritually as a person, so does my experience with my own God. It expands. And so I tell a lot of clients or people that struggle maybe with that mm-hmm. that concept is I just say, look, just simply start with the simple word of what is love to you and just start there. Yeah. And develop your relationship with whatever you're going to name it mm-hmm. from that point of love. And let it develop. Let it grow. Yeah. Because the more that I, you mentioned praying, and I and I do um, not so much praying as far as asking, I need, I want, I have to have, mm-hmm. but more I do more affirming where I thank God for things that are currently in my life and things that haven't come into my life yet, but I know that they are. Yeah. I, I come at my God with a place of gratitude and thanks. That's a beautiful thing. I love that. Yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm a firm believer of just like 
almost practicing the same thing that you do, like just your, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your expectations that you entertain with the most energy are going to determine your experience in this reality. Yeah. And that's a basic philosophy. I love that. That's great. <laughs> right. I'm going to sidestep the religion stuff because I feel like yeah. we, can, we can get trapped in no this worry. for a long yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. I was just curious, like of your religious backgrounds. It sounds like we have a semi-similar uh, understanding of like, I don't know. I, I also believe that you, if you put like a lot of energy, not necessarily pray, but like focus in on like, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to do this podcast, everything, get books. You really meditate on, but you can do essentially praying on this thing. And eventually like you'll own a podcast. I'm not saying that's what I did, but <laughs> I did develop, and, you manifested and it. Manifested and devoted a lot of time to, to the podcast. So I, I don't know. Anyways, sidestepping that. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, as far as like the religion uh, stuff, uh, before I make it too weird, um, I have also read that whenever you first agreed to come on the podcast, uh, I immediately rushed out to the new library. By the way, it's fucking awesome. I don't I know, know if you've been out there. It's amazing. There's like five floors. There's like a reading room. Um, I think you can check out books. Like it's all like very digital. There's just like a wall of laptops and you just pull one out and <laughs> you can get on the internet right there. So the Austin Library, fantastic job. I've been to Powell's Books in Portland. Um, it's better than that, dare I say. Cool. It's so cool. It's amazing. Anyways, the point of this is I immediately just like started grabbing books about like mediums and psychics and tarot and all, all just anything and everything that had to do and just started thumbing through it. Uh, I think I retained very minimal knowledge <laughs> about it. So I'm glad you're here. Um, but I did pull a few things out. So if you don't mind, uh, I'd love to ask you some questions um, just about some randomness okay, that I was reading let's about. Do it. I've heard, or I've heard, I read uh, that um, some mediums have like a spirit guide. Like mm -hmm. they don't, dove, they, they, they can't, they can't just get right in to the spirit world there is um like a person uh, i think this one specific medium said that um she had a name for it was it was another young lady um and uh she was like yeah i don't go anywhere with it. i i reference her i reference mm -hmm. what's her name's margaret she's like i reference margaret every time and margaret showed me this or margaret told me that um because I can't get through without her. Uh, is there anything like that in your profession? Or do you, yes. d does this resonate with you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Um, I do. Um, I don't just believe in spirit guides. I know I have spirit guides and I do. I have I have a spirit guide and he, he is my help to connect with the spirit world mm -hmm. and with... Um, um, other types of intuitive style information as well. So I work with, with my guide and work with on people that are coming through to deliver messages or perhaps intuitive style information that needs to be delivered. But yeah, I, I oftentimes when I do my readings, I will say, well, that's not what my guides are showing me. My guides are showing me this and, and they're telling me that. And I use my guides for, for a lot of help too because i i'm like okay sh i i don't feel good about this w what what do i need to know that i don't already see so do you use so can you tap into like the spiritual side uh of things without them 
Or did they just kind of like, hey, look, I don't feel like going into this area. How about you check it out for me? <laughs> check it out for me. Um, well, I, I've always, when, when I do my readings, you know, with, with mediums and psychics, people have this misconception that they can just, you know, flip their switch on and we need you to perform right now. Yes. And, you know, with a lot of us, like I have a process where I, I open up with an affirmation or a prayer and I make sure that I'm connected with my guide first before I go into a reading or before I go into a session. And, and sometimes I will say, you know, um, you know, is there something that I need to know about this person? Because I don't feel right with them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, something doesn't fit well. What, what do I need to know? Or I'll say too, like, help me get out of my way so that you can deliver a truly healing message to this person. Cause I can tell that they're in pain. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, that's, Sounds kind of like a guardian angel esque type of uh, entity, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Um, I don't want to use it. Is there a difference between like ghost and spirit? Is there? What is the difference there? I don't really. I don't really think that there's a difference between you can use ghost, spirit, paranormal activity. It's all the same type of energy. Mm-hmm. It just depends on 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 you know like some spirits stay here in the physical world. They don't want to cross over, and that's fine. Right. They're perfectly content with being here. Others yeah. like to kind of come and go back. Others are like, peace out. I was in this world enough. I'm done. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you believe in like guardian angels? I've brought that oh, up briefly. I wouldn't be here. Really? If, if no, I, I could not be physically alive if there wasn't a power greater than myself at work okay, at some yeah. points in my life. Like, hands down, should have been toast a few times. Really? So. Tell me about that. Um, it was just like experiences, um, um, a couple of car accidents that were um, miraculously, I, I don't know how myself or the people that I was in with were not injured and and this was before I even opened up my abilities really I remember we we got into the vehicle and all I kept hearing was put on your seatbelt put on your seatbelt and I was just so anxious and nervous that I just I made everybody in the car put it on and lo and behold when we got onto the highway and we started to merge over into the fast lane um, somebody was stalled out in a car and their friends were trying to get over to the fast lane to help them and we collided. Boom. Ooh. And if we hadn't have had our seatbelts on, we would have all gone through the windshield. We would have all been massively injured because the vehicle that we were in only had like a front seat. It was like a front seat Bronco. Ah, yeah. So, you know, a few incidences like that, um, you know, the paramedics and everything were like, we don't understand how you guys have not a scratch on you. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And how our vehicle didn't flip. It was just unreal. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so it um, it definitely, the angels, whatever you want to refer to it, have, have been there to save my butt more than once. <laughs> the guardian spirits, if you will. Yeah, the they were like, no, you're not getting out of here like that. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I've also read that there are, again, I don't know. I can't remember. I just like seven books were just like laid down on this. <laughs> Some of it was like Greek, Greek mythology and like, um, anyways. Um, 
uh, I've heard that there are like two guardian angels in some instances, like two during the day and like two during the night, and they like swap off. Uh, but I don't know. Again, I, I couldn't. No, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was. I would like to read more about that. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing where I was like, oh, cool. I'll come back to that or I'll ask about that. But uh, this is the first I've heard of this. And then just kept thumbing through um, to see if I could pull more and more. I'm the worst researcher ever. <laughs> no, at least you, you know, at least you try. And I, you know, I do believe that we do have multiple types of of angels and multiple guides that are helping all of us out throughout this lifetime, whether we acknowledge them or not, they're yeah. still there. Do you have a personal relationship with your personal guide? Like, do you uh-huh. speak to him or her mm-hmm. um, often? Uh, yes, like daily. Before? Oh, nice. Very cool. That's awesome. Oh, yes. I mean, even before I came in here to do the podcast, you know, I kind of, I connect with him to make sure like, okay, are we ready to go? Yeah, are you we ready that. to do this? Yeah. And And I have my signal for the, all right, let's go. Is this like a, a personal, like, are we ready to do this as in like spirit, spirit. and myself? Yeah. Like, or- am I connected? Am I in line Okay. to be able to be of service? Cool. Very cool. Yeah. I was un- unsure if you were like, yeah. are we okay to go in and meet this goofball? <laughs> well, if, I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have returned your phone call had. Okay, good. Had that not been. Oh, great. Yeah. So even before that, uh-huh. that's, oh, great. That's awesome. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. I'm yeah. sure more people could could benefit from a spirit. Yeah, it's like you know, sometimes you're like, all of that's funny. That's great. Yeah, I think sometimes maybe I've got a spirit guide that I just don't know about. I feel like I've got a decent intuition. Do you feel like that's? I feel like honestly, um, maybe... in my belief system, everybody has 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 at least one guide. Yeah, and everybody has angels, whether they acknowledge them or not. But I do believe that everybody has some level of intuition. We wouldn't have made it this far in life had we not had some form of intuition. I mean, nobody taught us how to cry. Yeah. Nobody taught us how to latch onto a nipple. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody gave us that, you know, direct guidance. That's right. Nobody taught us how to breathe. And we just, you know, intuitively do it. Yeah. And I feel like, um, like with me, it... It was apparent throughout my lifetime that I was tuned in, tapped in, and turned on to something. Others, maybe they'll have one or two incidences in their life where they get that gut feeling or they hear something that says, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, I do believe that everybody is is can tune in. Yeah. Do you think that that's what intuition is? Is just like a maybe a, a an entity of like, do this? Um, well, it's like, into it, I see. And... I believe that that is um, working with our soul. Because when you look up the word psychic in Greek, it means of the soul. That's right. Yeah. I actually read that. (laughs) So it is. And in my belief system, I believe that, you know, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. If God made our souls and God put our souls into this body. Therefore, God is within us mm-hmm. and our souls at all times and all places and all spaces. So we always have that connection right there. We're, there's no separation. Do you know about uh, like the 21 grams that leave your body whenever you die? Have you heard, heard of uh-uh, this? What's that? 21 <laughs> um, grams? I learned this from a movie. Um, okay. So let's take also take this with a grain of salt. Okay. <laughs> but um, apparently the weight of a human body becomes 21 grams lighter once you 
pass over to the other side. And no one can explain it medically. um, And it's believed to be like the weight of a soul. Um, And in this movie, like it's all connected. Like this guy's soul kind of goes on. He's a donor. And there's like four or five different storylines that end up coming together. Anyways, it's an interesting movie. Um, uh, What's the name of the movie? Just 21 Grams. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to remember. <laughs> we can remember that. Yeah. I was trying to Fair look, enough. I was trying to look it up a few nights ago and I kept on typing in 28 grams. I had like the wrong weight. <laughs> I bet you were pulling up all kinds of all interesting kinds of stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the zombie movie, 28 Days Later, kept oh on my. coming up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I was like, that's no, this is not it. You um, know, I don't I don't know, but I do um I do know um a few prominent physicians that I could ask them to source that possibly and to see if that's if that's urban legend or if that's real. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I mean, that would be <laughs> But I've never heard I've never heard that, but I I would love to research that a bit. I hadn't heard it until the movie, so yeah, don't know about that. It's interesting though, right? You know. It is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And um I cuz I do believe, you know, our our soul does, you know, come and go. Yeah. Throughout that. I believe that you like um I've had out of body experiences that I can't explain. Sure. And and such. And you, you mentioned psychedelics, and that's that's a form of leaving your body. That's a form of leaving Yeah. Do you want to talk about psychedelics really briefly? Yeah. I um I just man, it keeps on coming back up on the podcast. I try not to talk about it too much. But anyways, I did some DMT, which is like the um ayahuasca. Yeah, it's essentially it's ayahuasca, okay. right? I've done um, ayahuasca. Um so I had a really crazy, like, spiritual um, premonition, um, if you will, uh, where I went into, like, this completely different world, um, and I was kind Mm -hmm. of in a rough time, uh, but I was face-to-face with a shaman that was a lot like myself. Uh, It was basically me from another life, Uh uh, if you will, um, that had a spirit animal. It was just, like, a kind of like a mischievous fox-like figure. Um, anyways, but I had a lot of questions for my own self that were answered. Just like, he just like delivered them to my mind. Like Mm -hmm. while we're standing face to face, no spoken words. He was just like, here it is. And explain. So just like a flood of information just came into my brain. Right. And I spent the next month just like, whoa, whoa." like had so much clarity and was just like in a completely different, beautiful space of like, wow, I can... I don't appreciate this flower for what it is or like whatever, or this person's being an asshole. Like he's just like another, he's in a lot of pain. He's in a lot. Yeah. He's just going through something, his, his own self. and like just being very accepting of all kinds of things around me. Anyways, the point of it was spiritually, I went somewhere else. Uh, I spoke to a spiritual leader, if you will. Um, I, and it's unclear, I guess, I don't know if this is just like a psychedelic, uh, if I did tap into like another world, how do you feel about psychedelics kind of being people's guide? The podcast right before this, the improv teacher said that he took some mushrooms and had like this big, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing with my life. Right. I, this is how I feel about psychedelics and, and spirituality. I am okay with um, I'm okay with ayahuasca DMT. I'm okay with, with mushrooms. I'm okay with natural. Natural, yeah. Sources. And I um, 
I believe that they are a gateway to your soul. If you're ready to take that journey. Yeah. And what I, you know, um, I have a whole, um, I blogged about my experience with ayahuasca this past, um, Did you go was to- it, April. Yeah. It was actually on Good Friday. Oh, wow. Did you go to like a retreat? Um, no, where- actually, we tripped in this guy's backyard in North Austin. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> With a shaman from California. It was like, it was classic Austin, right? What are you yeah. doing tonight? Well, and I'd been wanting to do one and, and I, I put it up, you know, I put it up there. Perfect place, perfect time, perfect people. They will come along. Yeah. And they sure did. And, um, I've done trans mediumship where I've, I've felt leaving my body mm-hmm. and this was a completely different, uh, experience about it where I would see those, those fractals of light starting in your, in your mind, you would start to see them. And then it was like, boom, like the doorway to the universe open. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I felt leaving my body like I was just gone and I didn't care yeah same same I was like essential experience yeah and at that point in my life I was having a lot of of um there were a lot of family things that were going on that needed addressing Mm -hmm. and um getting very clear clarity about that and and about you know staying within my purpose and and reassuring that that this is absolutely what I'm meant to do and uh it was a very very spiritual experience because I don't I don't do drugs I don't drink alcohol I don't you know I try to live a very clean style of life so it affected me for quite a while afterwards like I was just Whoa. yeah reeling for, from that one experience like Same. I did I I made sure to write everything down and um, keep that close to my heart because I feel like those experiences if you're ready for them can really help. Um, I like to call it that soul level healing. Yeah. That shamanistic soul healing. Yeah. That happens. And that's pretty cool that you saw your, um, that you saw your totem animal. Yeah. It was. And foxes are all about being sly and being wise. <laughs> Is that right? And being very, yeah, very um, detailed. They're keen in their timing. Wow. That's bananas. And he was, he was basically like, wow. Like, I know you've got. I know you've got a lot of crazy questions and like I'm here to kind of help you accept those and answer some of those for you. So so you do realize that you can tap into this shaman self of yours and you don't need DMT to do it. Because no. now that you've been introduced, the introduction's already been made. Wow, that's bananas. You, and you want to hear something even crazier than uh, that? The first time I tried it, the first time like I tried to, to tap into the DMT world... Um, I was very like cautious and like, uh-huh. oh, I know this is a crazy thing. And I know like DMT, like you're born with this chemical in your brain and you die with this chemical. Like that's yeah. the only time, two times you're exposed. So I was like, this is a big thing. This is a big deal. So I was really like one foot on the ground before I could do it. And I was transported from my body and put in this like waiting room. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And I was just got assurance of like, all right, you're not ready for this right now. So this is all we're going to show you. And just kind of give some like visual, some like light visuals. But this message was conveyed to me before that. Cool. And then I went back and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go back. Like, I'm ready now. Uh, so whenever I went back, I was ready. It was, I was immediately boom right. Yeah. To the 101, like with the the shaman. Yeah. Um, the fast be- track. 
Yeah, and not Do before not pass go. <laughs> going through like nebulas uh, to yes. get there. <laughs> it's really crazy. It was trip. It was. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the same kind of like... I did. I had that like same... Just blasting through space? Blasting through, yeah, through like space and time. And it was unbelievable to be out of your body. It was mm-hmm. so... It felt so freeing. Yeah. You don't really... You you lose your ego, essentially. Yeah, you really lose your ego. And, and not to say that like I saw, you know, I, I got pat on the back from spirit. I mean, not to say I got I got some pretty stern advice about things that I needed to address in my life as well. Right. Yeah. Like, mm, we're going to need you to take a look at this memo. Do you feel like my... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thoroughly, you know. <laughs> Thoroughly. And, and I, you know, I take those things to heart because i know that my god only wants the absolute best for me and if i'm willing to co-create that will happen for sure for sure like anything else that's amazing yes and so and i i really feel that me being also a psychic medium i was able to just surrender to that experience very quickly wow so bananas yeah so bananas (laughs) um do you believe that uh spirits um can live within like trains and elevators like items like the the spirit of this train still rides this track uh that's residual 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 energy oh okay so like it's the the idea of this train that was yeah it's the energy of it still there okay yeah Uh, that's and so that's why, like, if you watch some of these, um, like, ghost adventures and um, ghost hunters and, and things like that, like, they'll they'll say, this isn't a spirit, this is residual ha- energy because it happens around the same time, same place, um, and it doesn't really change or communicate. Okay, yeah. But you can have, like, um, energy within objects. It's um, called psychometry. Mm-hmm. Where you can hold like an object, like a ring or a pen or a shirt of somebody's, and you can feel the energy that's been associated with that object. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. If I, you know, gave you an item of a past loved one, you could hold that and be like, okay, I'm, I can pick. Can you pick up on that energy? Like, I yeah. can feel. I can feel grandma through this. Yeah, like you know, I can crush. feel. You know, you you never know what you're gonna get through it. And yeah. that's the thing about about intuition is just being open to information that is familiar and unfamiliar to you. Does that help with readings? If somebody's yeah. going to come to a reading like here, this was done. Oh, yet. to bring an object? No. I tell people you don't have to bring objects or photos or anything with you. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you know, especially if I'm going to communicate with their loved one, show me after the reading so that I can bring through the evidence first because I don't want inf- pre-information in my head. Yeah. Yeah. About that person, but I'll be glad to to conversate with you afterwards. But sometimes people will bring me objects that maybe they bought from a flea market or they got in their great aunt's house that died and they're just kind of weirded out about it. And yeah. They want me to kind of just like, well, what do you get from this? Yeah. And do you, <laughs> is it easy to get something from that? Yeah, or? sometimes it's like, mm, yeah, um, why don't we go ahead and we're, we're going to, if you want to keep this object, we're going to have to do kind of a clearing on it okay. or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Do you do any like exorcism type things? Oh, where, like... God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Whose I don't mess with that, that part of of the the profession. I leave that to 
whoever likes to deal in that realm. Yeah. That not, okay. So you can, if somebody were to call you up and say, look, my, I think this house is haunted. Um, I've got some weird things happening, like half cabinets opening up or lights turning on and off doors creaking. Um, would you, would you take some like, well, what do you want me to do? Uh, would you, and then th- if they wanted to like have the spirit leave the house, would you, Right, I would come, I would have a talk with them about, you know, what, what is the activity? When did it start? What's around it? I would also take into consideration the psychology of the person that I'm talking to. Okay. Um, to make sure that maybe they're, they're understanding what's happening mm-hmm. properly. I would, I would consider going to that person's house, depending on the information, just to check it out. But I'm not a ghostbuster. I'm not a paranormal right. investigator. That's not really my field of study. I would go over there and say, yeah, you've got, you know, some activity that's been on this land for a while, you know, and you're renovating or you're going through a divorce, which is kicking up a lot of, you know, anger energy, which mm-hmm. this, you know, energy on the land is associated with. So it could be a a plethora of things that are going on with gotcha. hauntings. It's not just one size fits all. Yeah, yeah. There's a myriad of things that can come into consideration of, will I, can I help this person? Is this within the realm of my uh, capabilities or yeah. possibilities or what I'm willing to to take on <laughs> exactly and any good you know any good psychic medium is going to know when to refer out right yeah yeah do you have uh basically a team of quote-unquote ghostbusters <laughs> i have i definitely have people that i will refer to to say you know this is not in my scope yeah i really want you to get the the best help that you can and i don't feel like i'm that person for you but here contact these people right what are your um specific skills best used for Best used for um, my mediumship and my intuitive gifts. So helping out with the typical, um, the finances or the romances, the Mm -hmm. honey or the money. Which (laughs) one is it? I like that. Yes. That could uh, could go on a business card, actually. (laughs) Exactly. The honey or the money are more than likely both. Uh, But helping helping people to... uh, navigate challenges that are in the physical world. I also do a lot of what I call remapping, which is helping people um, determine uh, what some challenges or some blocks are in their life. So for instance, if somebody comes to me and they um, are really um, perplexed about why they can't get further in their career, why they only get so far, and then, you know, something happens to sabotage them. And what I'll do is I'll relax them and we'll go back into their subconscious to see um, what the story is playing behind this. What is the story behind success? What is the story behind success in your workplace? And take them through, take them through a, um, a visual meditation with that to see what I like to call what's playing on the hard drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then what you know, we talk about it and putting in a new program. Okay. Yeah. Over that, because I tell people a lot of times we're like our consciousness is like the the desktop, and we're we're clicking on a program we want to run, and we think that that's the results that we're going to get, but it's not what's happening in the hard drive. Mm-hmm. What's been placed in there a long time ago from old beliefs, 
you know, um, environments. Who knows? Do you ever um, use a Ouija board? Not really. Just, That's no. not my thing. Not, <laughs> I know that you get probably lumped into these categories all the time. So I'm just hope, hopefully providing some clarity to, to mediums and, and psychics. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're tools. I don't have anything against Ouija boards or pendulums or, or anything. Everybody has their favorite tool that they like to use in this industry. I'm just not that attracted to Ouija boards. Yeah. You know what I don't like about Ouija boards? What? The spelling. <laughs> the spelling. How do you spell Ouija. Good God. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, what is it? O U J I? I actually wrote it down just to make sure I spelled it right. Uh, O U I J A. I J A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can spell it. No one's going to spell it. Nobody can. Ouija. No, it's, nobody can spell it's spelled it. Spelled W a series of E's and then. <laughs> Sounds like Luigi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I like, um, you know, I, I'll use my deck of tarot cards. Oftentimes I'll use in my, what I like to call our built-in five non-physical senses, mm-hmm. which is being able to see, to feel, to touch, to smell, to taste information that's in the non-physical world, which is psychic information. Yeah. To help put put the picture together for people. Okay. And yeah. it's like wearing um, a bicycle helmet in the car. It's just not necessary. Like you can you can tap into it other ways. Yeah, yeah. I can tap can into it other ways. And I mean everybody like in every industry, you talk to a doctor, you talk to a plumber, you talk to an electrician. They have their favorite tools that they prefer to use for certain procedures or certain jobs. Well, the same thing with psychic mediums. Some of us like to use crystals, some of us like to use pendulums, some of us are with tarot cards. Everybody's different. Yeah. Most definitely. But as long as you're helping somebody and you're being of service, I mean, you know, do you question whether your doctor's using a certain scalpel, scalpel or not? You're like, I don't care. Just help yeah. me. He wears Nikes. I'm more of an Adidas guy. Yeah, oh, I, don't I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But I mean, people, you know, um, no, not not the Ouija board. Yeah. If I may pat you on the back. Um, whenever I first met you, we came in. And kind of had like a quick powwow of like, all right, this is kind of how the show is going to go. You just immediately started going, I'm getting, I'm getting something from you. Um, and before I, I tap into this story, maybe I should tell the, uh, maybe I should tell your reading first. So you're like, it's this gentleman um, that, uh, it's this gentleman that I'm getting, um, and he's kind of pleased with uh where you are in your life um but the crazy thing is is before whenever you agreed to to do the show i was like if we do a reading on air before after or somewhere in between um who would i want to talk to in the afterlife and uh i'm kind of at peace with everything um that has happened and everyone that's passed so i didn't Mm -hmm. really necessarily need to personally but what i thought was crazy was that um this my grandfather, I was like, maybe I'll, I'll talk to my grandfather because this really weird thing happened when he passed. Um, he gifted me, um, he gave nobody else anything in his will. Uh, but he left me one thing, <laughs> and it was the shotgun. Whenever I was seven or eight, very young age, I was excited to show him, like, oh, look, uh-huh. I got a BB gun. And like, I brought it to his house, and I thought he was going to be really, we didn't have this super close relationship, not a bad one, just not a close one. Um, brought him, showed him this gun, and, um, this is like one of the only times we've ever communicated. <laughs> and uh, I was like, check this out. And I had, you know, 
drug it through bushes and, you know, really not taking care of it. And he pulls out, like, these immaculate guns that have never been touched. Uh, they're just oiled up and beautiful. Anyways, he shows me. He's like, this is – check out this. This is what your gun should look like. I can't believe you took that much – right. that, that little care uh, uh, for that shotgun – or mm-hmm. the, for that pellet gun. Um, and it, I was awestruck by, like, I thought he was going to be really excited. Um, but he really taught me a life lesson. And even up to this day, like, take care of your things. If you're going to spend that much money on something – buy a case for it or, or, or polish it or do the maintenance on it, get your oil changed, whatever your whatever that may be. Um, I really held that, um, advice, if you will, to a uh-huh. high regard. And it was really crazy that you just, without knowing any of this, I was going to try and, you know, if like, Hey, is there anybody you want to talk to? I was like, ah, maybe we'll talk to my grandpa and be like, that was weird that this time last year, uh, that was the only thing that was willed out was that shot was a shotgun to me that I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this beautiful. So you thing. are the favorite. I guess so. <laughs> <without knowing. laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was really, really crazy. Did an amazing job of just like, boom, boom, boom. Here it is. I wasn't even like, uh, let's see if we can talk to grandma. You're like, or grandpa, you were like immediately, you just went right into it. Like I was, I think maybe even in mid conversation of like, yeah, and then we can kind of do, you're like, I'm getting this. I'm getting this right now. There's a person that's right here. That's. <laughs> it was amazing. My mouth was wide open the whole time. Uh, so that was that was pretty, pretty awesome. I was um, not necessarily upset that the microphones weren't on, but it was, I wish I would have been able to capture that. That was so cool. But I, I love that it was organic. Like it just happened. Like, boom, this is what it is. And I'm sure that's another thing that you run into often of... Uh, I can't just like, boom, make it happen. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's got to be right time, right place. Uh, Do you run into that often? It does. You know, um, mediums and psychics, we're we're like everybody else in in their profession. Um, You know, we we get into to a place where, you know, we need to kind of turn ourselves on, Mm -hmm. be in tune, tapped in, right environment, right people, right circumstances. And and then we, you know, just allow the flow to happen. And I kind of equate it to if you were at a dinner party and you found out that one of the people at your table was a doctor, would you expect that doctor to do surgery on you right then, right there? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a, a lot A lot of comedian. I have a lot of comedian friends uh-huh. uh, that I see like, oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Like, well, I can't. It's not going to be funny if, like, spotlight on, go. Right. <laughs> and it's, stop. Exactly. And yeah. drop on. Yeah, like, I could maybe tell you a knock-knock joke or something. Like, I don't know what you're trying to get from, yeah. Yeah, so I get that as far as, like. Yeah, everybody, you know, at least at least for me, I have to be, you know, in a zone and prepared. And that's, you know, what I do a lot for my mediumship demos that I have once a month. I need to, you know, I get prepared for that and I, I turn myself on and I'm and not like that, but I, I turn myself, I like to say, onto the spirit world <laughs> right. and power up. <laughs> right. Just like a lot of other people, just like lawyers do before they go into court, mm-hmm. doctors, um, you know, everybody. Yeah. Yoga does instructors. Something. Yeah. You got to you got to flush out that bad energy, if you will, or. or well, in order for. Strap on, put yeah, that Superman cape on, whatever, exactly. whatever that may be. In order for. You know, a a good psychic medium to be of service, they need to be of clear mind and getting whatever might be going on in their personal life out of the way. Yeah. 
so that they can focus in on on the people that are needing their service right now. Sure. And that takes a moment. It's, you know, right people like places like, you know, you don't do psychic readings in, in a bar, don't, you know, in, in inappropriate places. It's like, yeah. no, why don't you come and see me Yeah, in, yeah. in the office where where we can have a really good heart-to-heart conversation and I can give you, you know, um, maybe some closure and some peace. Yeah. Um, tell me, where, where do you do... Uh... Let, let's talk to your business a little bit and okay. tell me where, where this office is. That way, if people want to come see you, they can. Actually, uh, what you can do is I I have an office on South First that I see clients out of on Wednesdays and typically one Saturday a month. Mm-hmm. I might be extending those hours here okay. coming up. But if you really want to find out where I'm at and what's going on with me, Simply go to my website, okay. which is www.tracystroimedium.com. And that looks like tracystroimedium.com. Perfect. And on there, you can find out all the events that I'm at. I have a very convenient uh, schedule now button where you can just choose your day, your place, your time with me. And that's that. Perfect. Voila. Yeah, I wanted to get that in there before, yeah. just in case I didn't forget. We were kind of talking about it. I was yeah. like, oh, this is a good subway. We'll just do it now. Yeah, and you can also <laughs> hit me up on Facebook at Tracy St. Corey Medium as well. Awesome. To follow and find out what's going on and where it's going on and, and see if you, you know, if you even like me. Yeah. If you don't, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind if I ask a couple of, like, personal story questions? No, like go if, right ahead. Have you ever seen anything that, like, you wish you didn't or... Oh, we're exposed to something. I mean, psychically or just like in the real world? Because I see a lot of stuff that I can't unsee. You know you what I mean? Both. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't, don't, let's not get started on the, the locker room, the men's locker room. Right. Put <laughs> a towel on, for God's sakes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I would, speaking more so to your profession, I guess. Sometimes, I'm, I mean, I would say some of the things that um, might come through a Especially if I have a deceased one that's showing me maybe some things that happened with their death that might be a little gruesome. Oh, yeah. Some of the gruesome details that I might see. Oh. um, Those are kind of tough. Yeah. To deal with. Um, But, you know, it's, I don't take them with me. I just know that that's, you know, kind of, that's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's just about how, you know, to relate to the person in front of me. I know that they passed from a very tragic and and it seems like a very gruesome death. Yeah. You don't have to give the person the details is what I believe. I understand. Yeah. Um, So I would say a lot of a lot of sometimes details about people's lives or what happened as spirit is communicating it to me would be some of the things that I can't really unsee. And sometimes it does it does get tough because sometimes I do get people in front of me that people come through that have committed suicide and people in you know that are seeking peace and closure. It gets very emotional for them. Sure, yeah. Especially if the people have kids left behind or Oof. unanswered questions, people get very emotional. Yeah, I can. Only and so imagine. sometimes it's it it can be, you know, um, it can be difficult. Yeah. But I would say that those are the some of the most toughest things to see besides like seeing people kind of um when you john holland always says the price of sensitivity is sensitivity yeah and i would say seeing you know how people treat each other so poorly 
in this society sometimes is is very gruesome to me. It's very heartbreaking. I agree. Because I, I can look at them and go, you know, you're in some kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And you're just lashing out. But it's, you know, one of those things you just got to send love and light and walk away, brother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you well, but I got to be on my merry way. Right. Like, yeah. I... I don't have a pill for that ill. Yeah, that's <laughs> love you little ism. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Meditation oh, brings answers, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, what do your dreams look like? That's. Do you believe that like uh, the dream world is like a uh, tapping into um, a subconscious oh, yeah. of your own self, or oh, yeah. is that a whole different um, element or realm? Uh, what do you? How do you feel about dreams or dreaming? Oh, dreams. Yeah. If I, if I could put my dreams on film, mm-hmm. I mean, my God. I can only imagine. They are, I'm a very visual, in-depth style of dreamer when I dream. Very, um, you know, um, astral plane type. So they're not just um, normal subconscious dreams where we're working something out in our own psychology. So, and I do believe, yes, dreams are um, the easiest pathway for um your god your spirit whatever you want to determine to get information to you because you're asleep your defenses are down and you're more open to receive information there and yes i do get a lot of of insight information through my dreams and i also too um, in dreaming and in the dream world you can do a lot of healing there where maybe if you have a grievance with somebody in this earth that maybe you know you can't work out, but you could work it out in the dream world mm-hmm. where you both are kind of um, your defenses are down and you're more in a, a higher self place. Okay. More of a place of receiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And I love the dream world. And I tell um, a lot of my clients, and I firmly believe in this, that um, your loved ones on the other side will use the dream world. Really? Yeah. The quickest and easiest to get to you because you are, your sleep, your defenses, you know, are down. You're more open to receive information from them in the dream world. Crazy. Yeah. My, um, I've read a myriad of things about the dream world. Um, but, uh, there was a professor, I think in Pennsylvania that wrote his thesis on, um, dreams are, uh, they've been around, you know, since the, mankind uh essentially um or even past that i see my little dog will have dreams sometimes right <laughs> like running and <laughs> chasing a squirrel if you will um but he wrote this entire thesis i guess about um how dreams were to prepare you for um uh, for like the real life it's, it's a survival instinct to prepare uh-huh. you for like the real life uh like cavemen would dream about like ti- getting attacked by a tiger uh, or like a mastodon or something like that. Um, so that, well, I guess dinosaurs and humans didn't exist at the same time. Anyways, getting attacked by a huge animal, uh, they would dream about that. Um, and uh, it would help prepare them for like the real life uh, thing. I've also read things that um, where you, when you fall asleep, like your soul leaves your body and like walks around and you live in this different universe and then i've also read things that you you just said like it's a communication between you know uh, spirits and so there's all kinds of theories out there i was just curious like what how you felt about it 
um, and interested to see like what your dreams look like because you do tap into this. Uh-huh. My dreams are very, um, my dreams are very vivid. Mm-hmm. They're trippy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just downright. Wow. I can only imagine. Yeah. And I do, you know, I do believe that we do leave our bodies during, during the night, during the dream world to go and to heal, to work things out, to process things, um, to just give our souls a break from the body and let our body do some healing as well at night. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I love the dream world. I keep a dream journal myself. I encourage people to do the same because you can get a lot of useful information out of that about what maybe your soul is wanting you to, to work on or to realize, or even kind of report card style dreams where you can see like how much work you've done, where you've gone and, and, how much progress you have made. I recently purchased a like dreams interpreted mm-hmm. um, book. Uh, and I had this crazy dream about, I can't remember if, now. I can't remember. I wish I did keep a dream journal, but uh, was somebody sharpening a knife. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, that's so weird. Um, and there were some other things going on, but the most vivid thing that stuck out was like this knife. It was just like this big knife. Uh, and um, I was like, that was so strange to, you know, I was really zeroed in on this knife. So I look up knife and I, whatever was happening in the dream, it was like, if the knife is this, then it means that if the knife is that. And then what I landed on was like, oh, no, it was definitely this. It was like, if the knife is being sharpened, um, then you're going to lose this business endeavor or uh, you'll have a loss of uh, some. And within like two, three hours, uh, I had a, like somebody cancel on me. And it was so weird. It was like so just like, oh. It all came true. I don't know. It was weird. But uh, how do you feel about like a dream journal or like interpretations of dreams? I am very, I'm all for a dream journal. I tell everybody, even if you say you don't dream at all at night, Mm -hmm. how do you feel when you wake up? Write that down. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Because dreams just aren't about what you see. Mm -hmm. Dreams are about when you wake up, how you feel. Yeah. Is there a theme Mm -hmm. in the dreams? Maybe you can't put it all together, but you can say, you know what? I I remember that there was a lot of cars involved. Yeah. Yeah. In it. And get a dream uh, interpretation book. But I like to say, you know, read it, take it with a grain of salt and see what feels true for you. Yeah. That's kind of how I. Because symbols for me are going to be different. What my symbolic meanings are going to be different than yours. Right. Because we have two different psychologies. Mm Mm-hmm going on but i i love dreams because they yes i do have you know i do have dreams where i will have visions or or know of things that are probably coming down the pipe Mm -hmm. you know my dreams will also kind of confirm things that i'm working on that i want to come into my life that i'm currently manifesting they'll give me kind of report card dreams on where i'm at with that and how's that going on yeah yeah and and once you get to know your your dream cycles, you can kind of pick up on, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. All right. More will be revealed. Yeah. Do you, um, have you ever met somebody that, uh, you immediately get like a read, like, oh my gosh, you need oh. to come see me. There's, there's oh. things. There's, oh. <laughs> or, or have you just like in an airport been like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Um, I got to tell you something real quick. Do you ever... That's not a part of my personality, that ambush style reading. Mm-hmm. That's not really me. 
Okay. It might be okay for, for other people and that's fine. It works for them. No judgment about that. But I really, you know, if a spirit gets my attention out in public, yeah, which it, it takes a lot to get my attention out in public, mm-hmm. um, I will, you know, politely thank the spirit and I'll say, you know, thank you for coming to me and wanting me to honor you this, but you need to go and get that person to come to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Because first and foremost, I don't know what your relationship was to that person. Yeah. You could have been an abuser to them. I understand. They could be very at peace that you're not here on this earth anymore. (laughs) Yeah, well said. (laughs) And I am not, you know, I'm not going to go up to somebody who, first off, I don't know what their belief systems are. Yeah. I'm not going to set myself up and I don't want to set somebody else up. Right. So I, I put it back onto them. That's what I was taught. If they want to see me or or if you really want to communicate with them, mm-hmm. get your people to come to me. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. And that's good that you can. Uh, I, I wasn't sure about like that ambush style of like, oh, you got to see. It's good that you can um, use that skill to like, I'm not. I'm not doing that right now <laughs> or like. Yeah, because not- I mean, there's there's times where I'm psychic medium, Tracy St. Croix. And then there's times where I'm no, I'm yeah. just I'm just Tracy St. Croix yeah. and I'm binging on Netflix like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm grocery shopping for God's sake. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to pick out my ice cream that I don't need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. And I, with, you know, with any good professions. I I really like to say, and especially with psychic mediums, you know, having your personal boundaries and limits, Mm -hmm. not only with humans in this world, but spirits, you know, just because somebody calls doesn't mean you have to call them back. Same as spirit world. Just because somebody comes knocking on my door in the spirit world doesn't mean I need to stop, drop and roll. Sure. Sure. That's amazing. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just my, you know, that's just how I, um, manage my life how others manage their life works for them yeah that's great you know all of that but i wouldn't have it any other way i like that that's great um because at this point i'm wise enough to know that it wouldn't work any other way right i wouldn't work well in a corporate office environment i wouldn't I, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried to, I've tried to, to go the nine to five route before and it obviously does not work for me. Um, I've got <laughs> it. Just cause society says I should probably do this. Doesn't mean that that's, uh, speaks to my, uh, personal, I don't know. Yeah. Interests and hobbies. Um, well, that's great. Uh, we're kind of in the uh, point in the show yeah. where I step away from my questioning okay. and give the microphone to you. If we didn't go over anything um, that you were like, oh, I wish we would have brought this story up um, or I wish I would have said this or if you have anything to plug, um, you can you can feel free to, to do that. Or if you have any questions for me, um, this is kind of your your moment to shine. If not, like if you're like, yeah, I'm good satiated pass it right back to me and uh we'll pick it pick it right back up again well what i would like to say is i would like to thank you first and foremost for having me on here this <laughs> has you. been um an awesome an awesome day from having fresh english tea and yeah. and biscuits yes we did to be able to munch on to having this awesome interview done in good old south austin <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. big what up 
this has been a wonderful experience. And what I would say to you is I think that, you know, um, I think that your show can can expand to a bigger audience into into a lot more avenues. And I would encourage you to get out there and to do kind of um, street talk question interviews okay. about random people about their jobs, if that's what you like to do, because you never know what you're going to get. Oh, OK. I will. You've, you've... And especially here in Austin. I mean, my God, you've inspired me. Yes. Do you think like a farmer's market or something? No, like I think uh, I think Sixth more. Street? Yeah, I was thinking not, maybe not Sixth Street, but but uh, maybe Congress. OK, yeah. Like um... like hanging around the, you know, um, that. Oh, gosh. What is that hotel? Um, the San Jose Hotel. Yeah. Like hanging around there, um, around the shops and boutiques. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, I, and that hotel is freakishly haunted too. Really? Yes, I had my own experience there where I was like, okay. No kidding. Uh-huh, because that used to be the no-tell motel. Tell me about it. Tell me about yes. your experience. And so it was, um, I, I was really attracted to it for a long time and I just never was able to go into there. Mm-hmm. And then a um, a friend of mine, um, who's a medium out of New Orleans, Nicole, uh, she came into town to visit her family, and we met up. And I said, Nicole, I said, I, we need to go into this hotel. And at at the hotel, they have this awesome courtyard that you can go into, and you don't have to um, have a room there. You can go in there, and it's like a um, it's like an open court lounge area where they do serve drinks and I think light snacks as well. Right. And I said, Come on, we got to go in here. And we go in and we go into the courtyard and we sit down and I mean, not even, it wasn't even two minutes that she was like, yeah, this, they've got some activity going on here that we both started hearing this woman just scream really loud. I said, oh my God, did you just hear that, Nicole? And she goes, oh yeah, spirit is definitely here. And it, I mean, it, to be able to get two mediums attentions at the same time with us hearing the same thing. That's a very strong um, energy that was there, enough to make us go, whoa, wow. what is going on here? And, you know, as kind of walked around, was getting a bit of the story, different stories that were still playing out there. Wow. Because when you research that hotel, it used to be a shotgun, you know, a drive-up shotgun hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm not sure when it was built. I think, I, I want to say it was built back maybe in the late 20s or early 30s. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, iconic as far as, like... You've got the Capitol, and then you've got that hotel. <laughs> you've got that Capitol, and then the um, Austin Motel, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I would suggest that. I mean, that that okay. I love popping in that place and just kind of walking around. It feels like I'm almost like being transported back in time every time I go there. I'd be down for that. That's a good idea. Yes, it 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 is, um, and it's a great hotel to be able to stay at. But I I thoroughly enjoyed my time. And if anybody is interested in um, making a, an appointment with me or maybe seeing a mediumship demonstration, just pop into my website at www tracystcorymedium.com and you can connect with me on Facebook all the you know all the usual places and spaces there and I would love to be able to be of service to you in any way that I possibly can but this has been a very enlightening and joyful experience I must say awesome I'm so glad you had a good time that's amazing yes and I'm glad I could bring your grandfather through because as soon as I sat down it was boom 
here's this guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That's I, my mouth was open the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing this. Yes. So you <laughs> should come and check out one of my demos. I will. Where's Where's that at? So I do demos out of the Center for Spiritual Living here in good old South Austin, mm-hmm. right off of Manchac and 290. Okay. And I do my mediumship demonstrations every second Saturday of the month at 7 p.m. Cool. And all you need to do is show up. It is $15 per person. And it starts at 7 and it goes to usually about 8.30 or 9. Amazing. And we have a lot of good, fun time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Trace, um, in spirit of uh, my shitty podcast uh, for... (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) I know it's coming. I know it's coming Uh, down the pipe. (laughs) We uh, we always end with a poop story. It's a lighthearted way to to Uh end the show. So if you have a story (laughs) uh, that maybe didn't end so well uh, or like a poop story of whatever doesn't have to be yours could be um a friend of yours or sibling whatever but we always end with the poop story do you have a poop story i i do have have a poop story (laughs) and it goes a little something like this okay um back in the day uh we used to um go floating on the rivers um that was one of the things that we did in the summer i grew up in st louis and you'd go down and um You'd get a campsite and you'd get a raft or a canoe and you'd just float on the river with a bunch of people and basically, you know, get drunk and stupid. Yeah. And you'd pull up to the campsite and you'd, you know, you'd camp for the night, you know, shower off, barbecue, um, you know, drink some more, do whatever, get up and do it again the next day or go home. Well, one of these particular evenings, we, um, uh, we uh, went to bed mm-hmm. that evening, and uh, uh, when we woke up in the morning, I, I just, what is that smell? My God. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it just was, was permeating, <laughs> and we hadn't gotten out of our tent yet. And I hear the people in the tent next to us that we have no idea who these people were, but there was a guy who got out of the tent, and I could hear him <laughs> take a couple of steps, and I hear him say, hey, man, you left your brains by the tree. <laughs> and we were like, what is going on? And when we got out of the tent, well, we found out what was going on. Uh, yeah, Somebody could not make it to the bathroom. <laughs> a life lesson of you definitely don't shit where you sleep. <laughs> Dude, it was so nasty. We were, I was just like, oh, no. No. I think I was in my mid-20s at that time, and I, I, nope, we're, we're leaving, we're moving, we're yeah. going, this is disgusting. Yeah, we're, we're packing up camp and going somewhere else, literally. Uh, this is, yeah, but that is one of the, a poop story that I'm like, oh my God. Oh, resonated with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's oh, so yes. great. You did great, Trace. Everybody has a poop story. That's don't right. Lie. That's right. Yeah, don't lie. <laughs> A uh, friend of mine. Like, oh, come right. on, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I just will never forget the voice of that guy going, hey, man, you left your brains by the tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, Tracy did amazing. That's it for this us. This is fun. Yes. Yeah. Play us out. Shitty ukulele. Yeah. Cool. piece cake. Yeah. Okay, uh, this happens all the time. I'll, I'll, I will finish up a podcast. This has happened with a, a like a private investigator, and um, 
uh, it happens sometimes after like a person has left. They'll call me and, and say, I thought we were going to do this or like, oh, man, I got to go back and um, I got to go back and, and wrap up this thing that's going on right now. I'm like, why didn't you talk about this in the podcast? But it happens all the time. I turn the microphones off and then we'll continue our conversation. I'm like, that's great. And have to turn them back on. Um, tell me a little bit. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, um, like soulmates. We were kind of talking a little bit about soulmates and 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 what that is and what it um what it means to us. So in yeah. in my belief system, I really believe that uh we we kind of uh um if you want to say we we roam around in pods of souls. Mm-hmm. So I believe that as soulmates our purposes are to help each other grow in some kind of way, help us uh learn a lesson. Um, get through some challenges, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. And I mean, uh, sometimes you can meet a soulmate who can be the most challenging, frustrating, and downright confusing relationship of your life. It doesn't have to be romantic. Right. Partner. It can be um, all kinds of all kinds of things from. Um, a boss to a sibling to um, maybe, you know, um, even a college professor that really presses you yeah. to get there. And one of the one of the ways that I've found to be true to be able to recognize a soulmate mm-hmm. is it's just about this knowingness with me when I when I meet them, even before I was aware of my gifts or aware of this world or anything. I knew when somebody was meant to be in my life. Right. Um, I met, um, I refer to her lovely as, as my soul sister, uh-huh. Nicole. We met in uh, junior high, seventh grade, and we were like 12 years old. And she told me that she recalled uh, the first time that she met me, that she just heard like a voice and a feeling saying that that's your friend for life. That that's Tracy. Wow. Meet her. And we have been thick as thieves for, you know, 20 plus years. Wow. Yeah, 26 years almost. Yeah, something around there. Man. Um, I mean, we're, you know, we're to the point where we we know what each other needs and we live on opposite sides of the country of each other. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, is one form. I know that she is definitely one of my soulmates. And... You know, soulmates can be people that that teach you some of the hardest lessons to learn in life, too. Yeah. And soulmates can be some of the most kindest people that you meet in life. And you could meet a soulmate for one day and then never see him again. Yeah. That's crazy. And I know. Does that happen often with you? Uh, it has happened. I, um, I have met some that, that have come and go gone mm-hmm. that have left um, profound effects on, on me. Okay. That profoundly changed my view of something or my life yeah, in profound ways. And that's what soulmates are meant to do is to help us help us grow in some sort, some sort of way, progress uh, to a new um, understanding yeah. of it. But they're also some of the funnest people that you can meet in this life that you know are just, depending on your relationship with them, you can always count on them. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a very unique style of relationships, but I've always known people when I meet them because I will get, uh, 
um, some sort of either I'll hear it, I'll hear something in my mind, I'll feel it with them, like my heart just opens up right away. Like I, I, I call it like I get the feelers all over. Yeah. Like I, I just met this person. I have no idea who they are, but I know that I need to know them. Yeah. For something. Either I'm supposed to help them, they're supposed to help me, more than likely vice versa. Do you ever grab them and you're like, hey, we need something from each other. I don't know what it is yet, but it's it's there. I I typically don't do that because that will freak people out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you on a soul level. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be like creepy troll internet line number one. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I just take it as, as a knowingness and I take it also as kind of an adventure of, okay, so now I've got the signal. Uh, what, what else? Like, okay, let's see what happens from here. Right. Let's see where this can, can lead to or can turn into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and leave it, leave it at that. But, you know, um, I just wanted to get out there. Sometimes the misconception is just soulmates are just romantic partners. Right. That's not at all. That's not my truth. Yeah. You can, a business soul partner, like somebody that motivates you, um, in a certain facet of your life. That's very, Yeah. yeah, you're right. That, 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 that is the. The misconception that's always out there is like, it's just a romantic partner. You're like, no, there's more. There's more. There, There is way, you know, way, way more. And just because you have a romantic partner that's a soulmate and say it doesn't work out and they leave, it doesn't mean that there's not another one wanting to step in that might be more higher evolved right. or appropriate for you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, your first soulmate had to get you to lessons to um, be able to learn to be able to attract that soulmate, sure. that second soulmate. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I've definitely learned some things from past relationships. I'm like, oh, I better not do that again. Right. <laughs> that's what I say. And that's what soulmates often teach us is a lot about what we don't want. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Very true. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you can meet a soulmate and fall madly in love and get married and have, have a happy life. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of depends on on how you turn fate into destiny is what I like to say. Yeah. yeah. So it's just about how are you going to meet the challenges in your life? Definitely. And turn them into something that is um a piece of gold. Yeah. I'd like, I like to view. So have you have you met a lot of your soulmates? I I will say that the very first podcast that I ever recorded, I didn't even know what I was doing, um, but this guy inspired me. It was just kind of like a coworker that sort of passed through, um, uh, and he doesn't live here anymore, but the very first person that I've ever interviewed inspired me to kind of like get this get this rolling. Um, so it's funny you, you asked, uh, you know, if, if I've got any other, but I feel like a, like an instant connection, and he does like... I don't even think I've never even told him like you were this to me. <laughs> um, do you think I should? Do you think I should tell him like, hey, I, it, or do you think that would be that weird thing? It depends like, on on <laughs> on do you how, you know you can always message it in a way that's not like weird or creepy and just say that's you know true. I knew I knew when I met you you had something to teach me. Yeah, yeah. And now I understand what that was and and this is how it's turned out and I wanted to thank you for that. Man, that's a great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send like. Hey, 
reword this for me. <laughs> I'm going to send you the text message. You send it back to me like, yeah, say this. It's a little less creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's not internet troll creepy. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but don't... soulmates are, 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 are great. And you can even have pets as soulmates too. Yeah. Like there's not saying that they just have to come in human form. Right. Yeah. Do you think people get pets and they're like, definitely not their soulmates? Yes. <laughs> you think that happens too, like the negative? Definitely <laughs> not a good match. But oftentimes when people have, you know, like um, like it was like uh, when you see animals that are mismatched with people, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, the animal is probably trying to teach them something about their lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. That you're not matched for this or this isn't for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're teachers for us as well if we're if we're keen enough to listen, sure. I like to say. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. I didn't And so like you. you're he has he has a wonderful dog here and I don't know dog breeds, but Mr. Bruce he has here seems like you're very connected with him. Yeah, Bruce and I have got fifteen years together and All I right. feel I feel very connected to him for sure. Um he's uh he's a corgi, an old but I also shaved him down, so like <laughs> he doesn't look like a traditional corgi. So just to help with shedding, this is such a small space in the RV. <laughs> like hair and cleanliness is a must. Like you gotta constantly uh, keep a keep a close eye on that. No, I I understand that small space living requires cleaning yeah. every day. Every day, yeah, every at least a little day. bit. At least a little bit. At least Something. a little bit. Yeah. Something, but yeah, you know, um, animals can come as our soulmates to teach us as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, as well as people and children and, and it's just, it's a beautiful process. It's like, um, it's like, uh, my nephew, um, I, I knew my sister was pregnant with him before she even knew that she was pregnant because I kept having, uh, um, what I like to call them are, uh, experiences mm-hmm. versus dreams because I would have this experience and I knew him right away. When he came to me in, in like a dream form and it was extremely vivid and it was it was beyond a normal uh, subconscious dream. Yeah. And I knew right away when he met me out uh, in the dream, I was like, oh, there you are, little buddy. Wow. And I said, oh, she's pregnant. And I just kept it to myself. And then she called me like a couple of weeks later and she's like, guess what? And I said, you're pregnant. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, what am I having? And I go, you're having a boy. Wow. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm having, you know, she wanted a little girl at that time. And I was like, yeah, you don't really get to choose. Sorry. Yeah, this is what it is. And, um, you know, the first time that that I got to um, and throughout her pregnancy, I would have these like interactions with him Mm -hmm. in the dream world and in meditations. And it was just unbelievable. Wow. And then the first time that I was able to meet him because um, uh, he lives out of town. Um, you know, the second that I walked into the door, he just started ah, just moving around and going all kinds of nuts and crazy. And, and mm-hmm. my sister and her husband were like, this is new. Yeah. And I was just like, Hey little man. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And, and I know that me and him are really connected in a, in a very deep and profound way. So you can connect with your soulmates in the dream world as well. Yeah. That's crazy. And know that they're coming on in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I think it's just a beautiful process too. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about uh what? Sorry, I took a little notes on twin <laughs> twin flames. Uh twin flames, the, the premises behind that is um two souls that are um mirror each other. 
very much mirror each other. Okay, so right along the the guidelines of or uh, along the same thing. Uh, somewhat as soulmates, but on a, um, I think more of a uh, uh, higher level teaching. Okay. And just maybe soulmates. Yeah. Because twin flames, oftentimes, they really teach you some lessons sometimes. So they can be some of the most maybe brutal style relationships that you can have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that can teach you very profound lessons in your life. And we don't always, what I believe is we don't always come in with, with our twin flame as well. Sometimes one lifetime here, sometimes not. Yeah. But I do know that we, we have multiple soulmates and we're all here doing our thing. And we're kind of like, um, you know, like ice skaters on a, on a pond and we kind of trace, retrace over our steps and right. we run into this one and run into that one. Yeah. Yeah. And run into this one. And I think it's just a beautiful dance, but, um, there's a lot of information out there about, about twin flames. And I say, you know, whatever resonates with you hit on it, but twin flames to me are, are, um, very extremely unique relationships Yeah, that come in that aren't always romantic at all. Sure. They're more uh, cosmic, if you cosmic, will. Cosmic, yeah. 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 Yeah, I get that. I see that. Yeah. Um, um I don't see it very often in couples, very rarely. Yeah, I can I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, that that it's more common le- the, on the less romantic side, more co- yeah, cosmic more side. Yeah, more common on the less romantic side. Sure. Than sure. on that. I mean, I see a lot of people who are soulmates that are together. Mhm. But not so much twin flames. Right. Yeah. And and I just, I think the idea is really cool. And I would say that, you know, how do you know when you recognize a soulmate is oftentimes you will get some, maybe some kind of feeling or some kind of just knowingness. I like to say that this, this person's here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you're meant to teach me, but I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and have some fun with it. Sure. Because there's, you know, there's lots of us, there's lots of, of the pod roaming around and you can meet one at any point in time. And I think that that's freaking awesome too. Like yeah. any one given day, you can boom. Yeah. Run right they into run, your, yeah. <laughs> run right into your cosmic twin flame. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, uh, what do you think happens to you whenever you die? Or, or what do you think may happen to you i know we all don't really know um it's not really up to us uh as far as i as far as i know um but i'm also speaking to this from my perspective you may have a a better grasp on this than than me i mean from from my experiences and my beliefs um you know when we i call it transition not so much die because to me, our, our soul never dies. It only transforms from one style of energy to, to another. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Einstein's theory. Energy never dies. It just transforms. Yeah. And I believe that we do go to, you know, if you want to call it heaven, however, the other side, whatever you want to call it, I do believe that we transition to a higher plane where I, you know, I fully believe that we get 
some styles of life lessons so that we can see maybe where we did things really, really great and maybe where we could use some improvement at mm-hmm. and maybe get some some questions answered that maybe we didn't get resolved into this lifetime. And I do believe that, you know, the purpose for um, our souls on the other side is, you know, I don't believe that we're just hanging out, eating buffet and ice cream all day long, buffet-style food. I believe that, you know, there's a lot of us that still come back down to this earth to help our loved ones who are still here, help other other people who are still here, to be a guide or to be a mentor. Um, I don't believe that we're just lounging around up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um less of a purgatory or like yeah, a I don't, heavenly I don't. Um, idea. It's more of a retracing, guiding. Um, I believe there's some relaxing involved. Sure. Of course. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're free of the body. Yeah. You're free of the worry. Right. Have you seen uh, the movie Ghost Story where it's just like, Story. it's basically this, this guy that, passes and you kind of see he's still living in this house it's not like a creepy ghost story kind of a thing like where it's it's not like a a horror movie but it kind of has that same like he didn't know he was dead yes he didn't know he was dead um and like these people are coming into the house and he can't quite grasp it and then he finally does and then he sort of starts playing with time a little bit and um eventually i don't want to ruin the movie but spoiler alert's coming up uh, he kind of <laughs> he kind of makes peace with it uh, a little bit uh, without giving too much information out, but that's sort of how the movie goes. But, uh, but or the general idea of the movie, but it was, it was kind of cool, like from the ghost perspective of like, wait, what? What's yeah. what's going on here? It was kind of cool. Yeah, there's um, you know, that perspective of I to answer your question, I don't I don't believe in a hell. I don't believe mm-hmm. it in a place like. That I believe that we create hell in our heads. Yeah. Um, mentally, psychologically. Sure. Um, I believe that that is more of a hell than anything anybody else could come up with. Yeah. And I don't believe that we get, you know, some kind of... of... My God is not... Um, He's not going to set me up for failure. So I don't believe that uh, people get automatically sent to hell or sent to purgatory. Yeah. But on difficult issues and things like that, like, I don't I don't know everything. I just kind of say, like, sometimes with people here on this earth, I'm like, God, you made them. You deal with them. Yeah. I don't I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's beyond my. Uh, yeah. That, that's above my pay grade there. <laughs> yeah. Way above way above my pay grade. But. You know, I do believe that there are a lot of spirits that do stay here that don't know that they're dead. Like a lot of people who die in um, fast, in like tragic accidents, fires at night, car accidents, um, things of that such, mm-hmm. might not be aware that they're dead. Yeah. Or or didn't really understand that. Yeah. And it takes a while. And that's um, what a lot of shamanism is about. It's called a procedure called a, a psychopump where you go in and you kind of tune into the spirits that are there and you listen to their stories that they have to tell. And then you offer them, you know, a way to, to cross over or that they can stay here. But if you decide to stay here, here are the limits and boundaries Yeah. of these people. But there's another movie like that that you described, but it was with uh, Nicole Kidman. And I cannot 
think of the name of the movie. Oh, uh, it's The Others. The Others, yes. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, without relinquishing too much information oh, if you haven't seen it. Freaky little but, kids. <laughs> yeah, there's some confusion of who's alive and who's dead. Yes, and that's I great. imagine it does get you know confusing for spirits because think about it. It would be almost like having dementia. Like you see people coming in and you're out of your house and you can't like... Yeah, who's how? I know this. I'm supposed to know this person, or I don't know this person. What's what's going on with this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That's so a good I, way to explain it. It is. It's it's kind of a, a freaky style of information, but you know, getting back to the soulmates and 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 that conversation, um, soulmates, your relationships with them can only turn out beautiful, and it's just a matter of how you choose to turn fate into your destiny into meeting this person. So maybe you were fated to meet this person and maybe they did something horrible to you. They, you know, abused you in some kind of way or betrayed you or something. But, you know, maybe that was about for you to be able to learn a lesson in, you know, self-worthiness or confidence or learning, um, you know, uh, sticking up for yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely... And I'm not excusing abuser's abuse by any means whatsoever, but I'm just saying um, it's about how do you turn that or how do you turn that terrible incident into um, into gold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Most and then help others. So beautiful. I do. Soulmates are awesome, and you never know where they're at. <laughs> That's right. That's very true. Um, I thought some kind of. Uh, I thought it was cool where you sort of gave me some parting words. Um, you were kind of telling me about Mercury being in retrograde. Somebody that doesn't have their finger on the pole pulse of uh the cosmos can you kind of give like um oh is there anything that you wanted to go over before before this okay okay. Uh, (laughs) um do do you want to kind of speak to that i thought that was awesome that you you gave me some really encouraging words of like this is where we're at right now this is where the moon is and and here here's how the stars are aligned right now and take that (laughs) how you will uh or, or use this information how you may but Yes, I'm I'm not an astrologer. I like to say I know enough to be dangerous. Sure, yeah, that's like my Spanish. I know exactly. enough to get me into trouble, not enough to get me out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon, have to leave. Yeah. Um, Mercury in retrograde happens about three to four times each year. And um, each time the cycle happens, it's usually about um, um, 21 days long or so. And so what it basically is is where um, Mercury... Um, it's an optical illusion where it looks like Mercury is rotating backwards. And it's it's just the way um, it's an illusion. But what it does is Mercury in retrograde allows us to slow down a bit, to kind of pump the brakes. Mercury is the planet that rules all styles of communication. So whether that's verbal, that's written, um, contracts... Um, interactions with people, new projects. So when Mercury goes into retrograde, um, it's really great time to do all things that begin with RE. So review, mm-hmm. renew, redo, regenerate, reorganize, um, and take that time, like I said, just it's kind of like a time to pump the brake, time to slow down, take it down a few gears and see what you want to do next. Um, you know, it's ill-advised to sign a lot of con any any contract that you don't want to change 
I would I would ask to if you could put off signing that until Mercury in retrograde is over, I would. Okay. Just because typically when you sign contracts or um, in Mercury in retrograde, oftentimes uh, those contracts come back up for issues. Okay. Maybe loopholes that you didn't see uh. coming back out. Mercury in retrograde is also a time where people come out of the woodwork. Oh. So <laughs> don't be surprised if you hear from those exes. No during kidding. a time. Oh yes. Whoa. Those times in Mercury in retrograde, or you get a Facebook message from. A college friend that you haven't heard from before. I know people come out the woodwork. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And so it's um, it's always an interesting time, and I just kind of take it to to just slow down a bit and see what it is I've done, where I want to go, and where I'm at. Yeah. Um, Some people get really super freaked out about Mercury and retrograde, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, just just simmer down. Yeah. It's, you know, just the universe's way of asking us to take some time. Sure. Okay, cool. Cool. So that'll go from, uh, it, it started uh, yesterday on, um, or no, I, I believe it started on the 3rd, and then it will go into, I want to say the 22nd 20 of second. this month. Okay. 22nd of this, right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. Oh, man. So if anybody's wanting to propose between that time, I would <laughs> yeah. ask you to... Um, Review. The review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Can you wait until New Year's? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Put it off just a few days. Yes. Yeah, that. Yes. Put it off just. just I, I laughed when I saw that. I laughed. Mercury retrograde. I thought, oh, God. Yeah. All these people get engaged and all that stuff around here. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so yes. much for coming back and, and let me turn the microphones back no, on. No, this is totally totally fun cool this is awesome yeah. well thank you very much for for allowing me to come back it's my pleasure ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>